Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Swimming in the Stream. This is Dion here, and our guest this time is... Kayla. Nice to have you back. Thank you for having me back. First article we have here is with Netflix. Uh, Netflix is raising their prices on most of its plans in the U.S. So, uh, just for uh, context, the premium plan, for, uh, premium plan for Netflix is going from... $15.99 a month to $17.99. The standard plan is going from $12.99 to $13.99, and the basic is staying at $8.99. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to keep going up and up and up. What about you? I think so, too, honestly. It, it saddens me because when Netflix first came out, they were pretty cheap. Everybody loved them. Everybody still loves them, but it's just that their prices keep uh, going higher. And I don't know how well that's going to do for their business when there's so many other um, streaming services out there now. And so I think the number one thing that they're going to be competing for is definitely content and the price. All right. So I believe that um, Netflix is still king. Uh, as of right now, in terms of number of subscribers and the amount of content they bring out, uh, original content they bring out on their platform. I think they're king of that game for right now. Um, the other, like Disney and HBO or whatever, and Apple, they're, they're trying to get there. They're trying to catch up. Um, but I do think for what you get in original content from Netflix probably warrants the price being raised since they're focusing more on uh, original content instead of licensed content. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're just gonna, I think they're just gonna keep the, keep rising the price and see what the market allows. So like say they, they go all the way like, up to like $25. Start, like, raising the price even more and more people like drop off of the service. Yeah. Then they'll then know they're gonna, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The market won't sustain that. And then they'll know like, oh, we can't go to $25, but a lot of people were paying that $20 or $23 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're gonna let the market dictate dictate how uh, much they can raise the price on the service pretty much. It and seems like I think that raising the prices, I understand them doing it now because of quarantine, the pandemic and everything, they're getting a lot more use. So, well, I don't think that's why they're, they're raising the price just because they're focusing more on original content and they got to pay for the stuff. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so. that makes sense too. Um, I recently saw the movie, the original Netflix movie, Over the Moon, and that was really good. And I would like for Netflix to continue coming out with stuff that's that good. Yeah, me too. Because Netflix is known um, to me and my friends, their original content anyway, as like not being that great um, when it comes to like horror movies, for example. Like Netflix original horror movies are just like not that great. They have those. Oh, yes, they do. I, I know they're known for their horror like shows, I think. I don't know. There, there's so much content on Netflix, I don't know, really know what they're known for. And then uh, Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, that's a Netflix original show as well. Yep. And that's pretty okay. Like, it's there's decent. some flaws with it, as anything has, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's decent. Um, yeah, it's still entertaining. But yeah, so Netflix is going to keep rising their prices until 
they find out that people are not paying for it anymore, and then they're going to lower it again. That's how things are going to work. Um, but we're, I'm also going to be interested to see um, what other platforms like Disney Plus or HBO or whatever or Apple, um, when are they going to start to rise their pri- raise their prices? Because it's inevitable they're going to start raising their prices because yeah. it's they're, they're too cheap um, in my opinion right now. So they're just trying to get a large number of people uh, for a base. Them. Yeah. And then they're going to raise the prices and we'll see what happens with that. Even though HBO was already pretty expensive, already at $15. So it's not like they started low like Disney Plus. So, But uh, Disney, they're geniuses, (laughs) in my opinion. It's like they're trying to hook people on the app because they just came out with the app. They put Hamilton, um, that Broadway production on there. And so many people... Uh, subscribe to the app just so they can watch Hamilton. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the next article. And this is going to be covering Hulu. And Hulu is bringing back the Animaniacs. They're back from the grave. I mean, woo and a no at the same time. Well, they're rebooting everything now. Uh, I know. Every, everything from our parents and our childhood is eventually going to be rebooted because it sells. And uh, yeah, They're those trying graves to are... do like a cash grab off of our nostalgia. But nostalgia sells, so. Yeah, it's the same thing that Disney's been doing with um, making live action movies, remakes of um, movies from our childhood. Is that yeah. they're not really targeting the children of today. They're targeting us. Well, they're trying to get both. They're trying to get... Oh look, it's a cool Disney movie, but also get the they're trying to double dip, basically. Yeah. So it's a smart move. It's just I would care for original content. Yes, you know, I I totally but. agree. It makes me feel like there's they're running out of originality, in which I know that they shouldn't be. I don't think they're running out of originality. They just don't want to spend the money on originality because it's it's easier. To have an install base that you can rely on to give you money back on your project instead of focusing focusing on making something new that could possibly just tank. So Yeah. Uh, business moves, business moves. Yeah, they're basically just like, oh, well, this was popular like 25 years ago, so let's just reboot it. Since it was popular then, it should be popular now. Yep. Um, but uh, getting back to Animaniacs, I am interested to see what they do with this new reboot. Um, I do. Um, especially in this day and age. I saw the trailer, and it looks like they're going to sort of try to target us. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be humor, sort of uh, yeah. like a sarcasm or satire. Um, it's going to be like humor aimed stuff that's going on. Yeah, it's going to be humor aimed more at the adults than children. Um, uh, they they had some they had that in the original Animaniacs. Um, because I'm pretty sure some of that stuff flew over my head. Because the last time I saw it, I think I was a kid. Um, but they're gonna have cultural and political parodies. Yeah, and uh, we already saw in the trailer that there is a uh a certain orange tinned uh cyclops person in there that resembles somebody. So we already know they're 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 going all in yeah. with the commentary. <laughs> And it should, it should be good. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be it. And Pinky and the Brain are coming back. 
Yes, that's right. I yep. love Pinky and the Brain. And they got the original cast, I believe, to reprise the roles. Um, and Steven Spielberg is going to be an executive producer on the whole thing. Was he the executive executive uh, producer for the original? Uh, I think he made the original, I believe. Yeah, okay. All right. So that's so, a good line. Yep. So they got pretty much everybody back on board. And that's pretty much what they saw in that first teaser trailer. Because I believe that was Steven Spielberg saying that, yeah, I resurrected the Animaniacs. I, I recommend people to go watch the trailers and stuff that came out for it. Um, it looks like it's going to be good. I- I'm excited. I'm excited. I think this may be, may sell some people on a subscription to Hulu or to get that package deal that Disney plus Hulu and ESPN have. So, mm-hmm. and it's going to be 13 episodes. It's going to be 13 episodes on November 20th. So yeah, pretty much in the month. Cause I do remember that it was, it was trending. I believe when the first, the second trailer came out. It was trending on Twitter, so we know some people, quite a few people, are excited about it. Mm-hmm. I hope they just, I hope it, it is actually funny and good commentary, and it just does not like, oh, this is just straight garbage. Like, why bring it back? Hope they handle it with care. Any last thoughts on the Animaniacs coming back? Um, no, not really. All right, so we'll move on to. DC Universe, the dying <laughs> platform. <laughs> um, uh, the first article we have, we're going to just briefly talk about is uh, uh, Titan Season 3 will see Red Hood uh, Jason Todd come to the live action TV screen. Um, if you're not familiar with Red Hood, it is a character in the Batman universe. Um He's played by, uh, well, he is Jason Todd, um, and he is a former Robin of Batman, and now we're getting it in the live-action Titans season three show. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what they do, because normally in the comics, Jason Todd ha- dies first, and then he is resurrected, and he becomes Red Hood. That is does not seem that it will be the case for Titan season three, because they haven't really introduced him dying yet. He didn't die in season two. Mm-hmm. I think he almost died, but he did not die. Um, so yeah, I, I wonder is Jason Todd just going to throw away the rock because he, so if you watch the show, he's already has a very, um, Oh, what would you call it? Um, he has like anger issues. Um, he he he. There was a whole scene where he beat up a whole room of cops just because they made him angry, basically. Uh, so he's already a wild Robin, yeah. and uh, he has a tendency for violence over talking it out or whatever, you know. Um, so, yeah, being civil. So I'm guessing he might just throw away the whole Robin uniform. Is like screw you, Batman. Screw you. Um, uh, rules. <laughs> yeah. S- screw all these rules. I'm gonna just become Red Hood um, because it probably doesn't make sense to him that we're keeping these villains alive or something along those lines. Because on his suit, if you look it up, he does have guns on his suit. Yeah. So he will be presumably actually killing villains. 
and bad guys because he I is now Red Hood. Um, that's like the back and forth argument that I've always heard when it comes to Batman and just like that universe. Um, yeah. Is who is the real villain here? The villains that Batman beats up or Batman who doesn't just go ahead and kill the villains who are killing all these people. True. I mean, that's a legit argument, even though the whole thing is that if Batman kills, he just becomes he what becomes he is fighting. The bad guys. Yeah, he becomes what he is fighting. So, yeah, because he is uh, literally on like one bad day away from becoming a villain. So. And it seems like, uh, but um, do you have any comments on the suit? I like the suit. I think oh, yeah. uh, in terms like of in terms of the look from the comic to live action screen, I don't really have a problem with this suit. I think Probably it's fine for television. Jacket. Yep, he has the he has the helmet mask thing, so that's like the big part of Red Hood's look. Um, this looks like something that would be pretty. Um, I don't want to say easy, but. If somebody wanted to cosplay as Red Hood, they could do it. Oh, yeah, they definitely could do it. Yeah. All you need really is the at least the helmet. If you get like the mask helmet, you're pretty much good. All you need is like a some you type can, of jacket. Like, make everything else out of like styrofoam. Yeah. And you know, well, if you want to do a low cosplay version of this, you just need a black shirt, uh, black pants, maybe some boots, uh, some type of leather brownish jacket. And maybe the mask, a utility belt. Yeah, maybe a utility belt, but that—that's pretty much it. If you want to do, because there's multiple iterations of Red Hood, and they all look pretty much similar, similar from the yeah. video games to the TV shows to the comic books. They're they all have the same type of look. Uh, they don't really differ that much, so that's pretty cool. Um, they they yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do some type of like big try to redesign the character for live action. That would have just pissed off people. But this looks fine. Mm -hmm. This um, doesn't look too low um, budget. It doesn't too, look too low budget. It looks yeah. pretty pretty good. Call me ignorant. <laughs> but I kind of just think that like his character or like costume design reminds me of Deadshot. A bit. I mean, they, they're all in that vein of Deadshot, uh, uh, Deadshot Deadpool... Um, uh, what was the other dude? Uh, Slade, I forgot his name. Oh yeah, but yeah, they, yes. they, they're yeah. They're, I forgot, I forgot his uh, his name. But they're all in that vein of similar. I mean, there's only many, so many ways you can handle certain looks. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, they're like heavy on the guns. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Titan season three. I don't think it's a show. Deathstroke. Deathstroke. That's what it is. You're right. Deathstroke. I don't think Titans. Titans is a show that like requires you to get a DC Universe streaming service, like paying for it. But I do think it's good enough that if you already have it, this is like what you look for to watch. Put it that way. That and um. Uh. Dang, I forgot the other show. But yeah, two, there's pretty much only two shows on, on that platform that is worth like paying and waiting for. Mm -hmm. And Titans, 
sure, it's it's worth paying and waiting for. But man, I don't think it's like amazing, but it's pretty good. But uh, any last thoughts before we move on? Nope, that's it. All right, so I just want to do a quick thing here that Michael B. Jordan will be making a whole new universe um, because he is backing or being a producer on a Static Shock film. And I think that's big news because I think in terms of how this relates to uh, streaming platforms, this could uh, impact like what type of, if the Static Shock film does well, it could get spinoffs on pretty much HBO Max or DC Universe, even though I don't know DC Universe is going to last that long. But it could, that whole universe from Static Shock could be a birthing place of spinoffs for all these different uh, characters that came from Milestone comics that were uh, introduced in 1993, founded by black writers and artists aiming to, you know, introduce people of color into diversity uh, comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for the DC universe. So, I mean, it could be a thing where this spawns shows or spawns another static shock, like reboot cartoon show for HBO max or DC universe or somebody else's show on there. So hopefully I think this is a great thing and I hope it really does well, but that that's all I really wanted to say. Did you have any words on that? No, that was pretty much it. Okay. Well, we are going to Amazon Prime Video. So what we have here is the Borat movie came out. I have Borat 2. I have not watched it yet, but apparently it is doing really good on Amazon Prime Video. I know that it was like a big, I saw a lot of stuff when the Borat 2 movie came out on Twitter, like people talking about it. So if Twitter's talking about it, I'm pretty sure um, it, it, it pretty was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a comedy film, right? Yes, it's a straight-up com- comedy satire-esque thing. Because <laughs> it does a lot of stupid shit. Because uh, I haven't seen the original Borat movie. It's worth a watch. Get, get some of your friends together. Watch the first Borat. If they haven't watched it, I guess. Because mm-hmm. like some of them did see the original, and they're pretty excited for this. But we just haven't taken the time to see it yet. Yeah. And I'm right now looking on Rotten Tomatoes uh, for a general consensus. It is a certified fresh Rotten to- on Rotten Tomatoes at an 86% for tomato meter for the oh. critics. And for the audience score is at a 69, a good bucket of popcorn. So... It seems like it's it is not that bad of a movie. It's pretty good. It's been like freaking forever since the last Borat movie. I when did even the last when Borat did the movie come out? come out? Hold on, let me see. Two thousand and six. Yes, it came out oh six, and we just got Borat two, and it's twenty twenty. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. And I'm, uh, it's amazing that they can still capture the magic, basically. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm kind of just thinking is it, it's difficult f- to wait that long to make a film when the people that like originally watched it probably don't remember it, or it's a new generation of people that are able to watch it, and you're trying to like make this kind of stuff land. Like the, the mm-hmm. jokes. Yep. 
because it, you know it might be a whole different climate from yeah, 06 to 2020 so like does these jokes still work and it looks like they still do because people are liking this movie okay so it was a good i think this is quite a very good investment from amazon prime to get a bora 2 movie out and hopefully they keep up the good success of bringing out original movies or sequels to movies i guess if they want to do that that are good not just you know cash grab trash but good movies yeah it because um what i'm sort of like thinking about is those kinds of movies that they come out with when it's popular it's a hit everybody loves it and then they're like okay okay this movie was good so then they announce that they're gonna make a sequel but like four years later we're still waiting (laughs) and they just they just don't do it yeah i agree um but any last words on the borat sequel All right, so we'll move on to CBS All Access. First news story we have is Viacom CBS uh, named Pluto TV Tom Ryan as CEO of streaming. Do you want to take this one and run down real quick what they talk about? Um, I can try. Yeah, go ahead. So what I understood was that the Viacom CBS, they own Pluto TV and um, they're coming out with, what is it? Paramount. Paramount yeah, Paramount yeah, Plus. Paramount Plus. In 2021. And that's going to be a new streaming service? The Paramount yeah, Plus? That's gonna be, yeah, Paramount Plus is not released. It's going to release in 2021. And I'm pretty sure that's going to have like a bunch of the Paramount movies. Yeah. In it. Um, Pluto TV, they said they're looking to expand it globally. So free shows. Yeah, it's run, is that ad, Yeah, it's running off the the uh, ad type platform. So it's free shows, but you will have commercials and ads in there. And which personally, I think that's worth it. I've yeah, been because... watching Pluto TV for a while now, like a couple of years, and one of my favorite stations or like channels is. Um, the Adams family. So like they just keep running all the original Adams family like episodes from the 1960s. And it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I know when I uh, was watching some stuff on Pluto TV, uh, I was watching like the home improvement stuff cuz like I kind of like watching some of that stuff. Oh, or the martial arts channel where oh, it's just a, a bunch of old martial arts films. I know they do cycle through something, so they might take out some channels and then put new ones in every once in a while. But everything is ad-based, so it's all free content, basically, that you can watch. Yeah, and I believe that they have a channel for the Young Turks as well. Yeah, I think they, they have, did. They have a few, like, political channels or, like, news yeah. channels. Yep, they do. I think so, too. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's a good idea that they put him in charge since he's already been running Pluto TV, already a streaming based network um just before they launched paramount plus what'd you say he's used to it get somebody that knows what they're doing yeah yeah he and then he can you know you know take the stuff he already learned from pluto tv on how to get into certain markets and apply that to paramount plus without like somebody overseeing him and like causing possible troubles on like red tape and stuff like that so i think it was a good idea to put him in charge uh 
So they could probably move into those markets a lot sooner than with like a new guy that or a guy that knows television but doesn't know streaming, you know, type thing. I think that's pretty much all I got to say about this. Anything for you? Uh, no. <laughs> I said all. <laughs> but I could. All right. So next article is for when Paramount, T- uh, Paramount Plus comes out next year. They will be making a Flashdance TV series reboot. So okay, I've never seen Flashdance. I watched it a long time ago, but I barely remember it. But the famous scene from Flashdance is the woman in the chair and the water dropping on her. That like is where this scene is from. Yeah, she pulls the chain and, and the water, water drops on her in the chair. Ceiling or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a 1983 uh, hit film with Jennifer Beals. So, um, judging from, or like trying to infer from the title of the film, Flashdance, it's about dancing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have like, to look Do you remember like, what it's about? No, not really. Uh, but I think she's trying to, you know, if I remember right, she's trying to like get into some type of She's trying to change her life through dance. So she's trying to get into some type of school or some type of program or something because she doesn't like the way she's living right now. And I think she wants to pursue her dance career. So she's trying to get into this like prestigious place or something like that, if I believe. Okay. Uh, they said the series will focus on a young black woman yearning to become a professional ballet dancer while eking out a living in a strip club. Oh, well, that's a modern take. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's definitely a modern take. That's interesting. I honestly, I might want to tune into that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So they also said the plot of the original film followed an aspiring dancer named Alex who dreams of becoming a ballerina while spending her days toiling away in a steel mill and her nights dancing in a burlesque show. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, you know, it's a little bit. It's coming so back to me a little bit. Already similar, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's very interesting that they're going to do a black woman this time mm-hmm. and they're going to, it's going to be a show, not a movie. So that's going to be interesting. I wonder how many episodes is going to be. They don't say. Yeah. It's going to be like a drama. I think it's only going to be like six to eight episodes. I would say possibly, but I don't see this going hour 10. Each, right? Yeah. They're probably going to be an hour long each. I don't see this going to like 10 episodes or something like that. I like the premise though. Uh, I'll probably go back and watch the first movie to refresh because I watched that a long time ago. I'm not that old. I mean, I wasn't born in 1983, but But, I watched it. I understand. It's like you watch it when like you're a little kid and you don't watch it again. Yeah. I watched it like when I was a kid or or you like like, forget about it. (laughs) I watched it a long time ago. I remember remember this movie, but I remember scenes from this movie. I just don't remember the movie as a whole. But I do like the direction they're going with it. Um, I think it will be a very interesting show. Hopefully they get a good cast and hopefully they get a good script. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because people are going to be comparing it to like the original movie. Mm-hmm. We don't want it to flop either. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there's going to be like cameos or anything in there. If the actors and actresses are still alive. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. Yeah, it would. All right, but uh, any last words on flash dance? Dance. All right, nice. So let's dance over to the next topic. <laughs> Segway. So we're going to go over to Disney Plus. 
So the new story we have for Disney Plus is a long-awaited Willow sequel is officially coming to Disney Plus. Now, I have not watched Willow, but I know it's a film by oh, from George Lucas, uh, from Lucas Films, and this film came out in 1988. I remember seeing clips from this movie, but I've never seen this movie. But it's like a cult classic type movie, you know. Okay, well, that's uh, probably something I need to take a peek at, too, because I've never seen this movie. Never even heard of it, honestly. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a Lord of the Rings-esque type adventure thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main character, th- this one is kind of unique because the main character is a, uh, a, a person that suffers from dwarfism. Um and he is he is a famous person. He is uh, Warwick Davis. He Warwick Davis is from Star Wars. But yeah, and that's why I think if whenever they start doing the whole Willow series, I would like another main character that is like um, that suffers from dwarfism or has that uh, condition that mm-hmm. is acting. You know. Yeah. I would like that too. Like getting more diversity with like our actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they film this kind of stuff in Hollywood, right? Like majority of things that are filmed are in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, when they film, they also go to different locations like New Zealand and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. If just diversity overall is like not just with race, but also like. Um, uh, disabilities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it also says uh, Ron Howard, who did the first Willow movie in 1988, he has signed on to be an executive producer for this movie. I mean, for this show. Yeah. Or, wait, is it a, is it a show or a movie? Mm. It's a TV show. It, yeah, it's a, TV it's a series. Yeah. yeah. And it's the pilot will be directed by Crazy Rich Asians John M. Chow, Chow, right? I think that's promising, though. It's John Chiu. M. Chu. John M. Chu. Uh, so I think that's pretty, uh, really great that they got him to do the pilot for this show, especially since I Crazy like Rich Asians was like amazing movie. at the box office. So I think that's that that's a good pickup. Ron Howard is back on. He did the first movie. Uh, he's executive producer. Uh, I think they, I think they'll do well. Yeah, I think they're on a good track. Well, hopefully, I don't know. Disney's been kind of iffy, but what do you mean? With, well, with handling certain properties, they've been iffy, in my opinion. But I think Mandalorian is a hit for Disney Plus. Oh, so yeah. this is a this is another Lucasfilm property, and it's going to be a TV series. So I think that if they get the right people working on it, that are somewhat fans. They could. This could be something special, because mm-hmm. Warwick David Davis is coming back for the show, so I think I think he's going to be really good. Hopefully, he's going to be good. But yeah. we will have to wait to see because I think they said they're going to start filming next year, I believe. And they have come out with a season two for The Mandalorian that is out right now on Disney Plus. Yes, that first episode was amazing. I think the next episode comes out Friday. Yep. But yeah, I'm going to be watching Willow to see how good this film is or how bad it is. They say it's a cult classic, so we'll see. 
But I gotta isn't get Rosemary's Baby a cult classic? Yeah, and I don't like that movie. Yeah, me <laughs> I did not like that movie at all. <laughs> and I yeah, don't. Like but I saw the original, like the one that came out in the 1960s. I didn't yeah. see um, the remake. I didn't care to watch anything with Rosemary's Baby. If it has that title, I don't. I don't care. I, I just don't. I don't like. I don't like it. If the original but, wasn't that good, then like, what's the point in watching the remakes? Is that I mean, sort of what you're thinking? That, or? No. Well, I, it the original turned me off so hard that anything that has Rosemary Baby on it, I'm like, nah, I don't. I don't care. Okay. Now that's not to say you should probably give it a try. I should probably give it the remake a try because they, you know, cool things could happen. They change some things in it. You know, different actresses, actors, and stuff like that. So I should probably give it a try. I'm just not turned on by the name rosemary's baby yeah um and i mean like there are plenty of movies that we've seen that the original is sort of not that great and they could do to remake it and make it better like Mm -hmm. um we saw the movie guess who's coming to dinner right uh i'm not sure it was a 1967 movie um and it's talking about interracial marriage or interracial relationships did i watch the one i'm not sure yes you did you you were there i remember you were there okay but uh i remember that we had to talk about that movie after we finished watching it saying that there are some things that could have been done better and honestly it could do to be oh i remember it i I remember it now It, it took me it took me a minute to recall but i remember it yeah um you kind well if anybody wants to watch Guess who's coming to dinner? You could uh, purchase it for two ninety nine on Amazon Prime Video. Okay, cool, nice. Uh, but any last words on Willow sequel TV series? Uh, no. <laughs> no. All right, so we'll go over to Apple TV Plus. So for Apple TV Plus, we have John Stewart coming back for a new TV show on Apple TV uh, TV Plus. Um, he would pretty much be doing a show that's like the daily show, but his show won't consistently come out on a nightly or weekly basis type thing. Mm -hmm. So his show would, I guess, drop irregularly, but he will be doing commentary on things that are happening in the world and politics and things like that. I'm excited because I like the daily show. I like the daily show too. Um, is, Oh, this is going to be on Apple TV. Yeah. So you're going to need Apple TV plus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Do you I, think this would be a show that would get people to buy into Apple TV Plus? I think so. Uh, it depends because I'm already iffy about the scheduling being irregular. Yeah. Maybe once they like build up a few episodes or something, maybe. Then, yeah, then maybe. I'd have to yeah. just watch and see. Yeah. But if you already have Apple TV Plus, I'm like, this is a show that like you should be looking forward to. Since the Daily Show was such a big thing, oh, it still is a big thing. The Daily Show is still a big thing. Yeah. Because Trevor Noah, in my opinion, I really like him. I like his impressions, the different uh, uh, voices that he does. But John Oliver made that show what it is. I mean, John oh, Stewart. Yeah, for sure. Like, I have a friend who was telling me that he doesn't really like Trevor Noah because mm. it's not the same as yeah. when John Oliver was on there. So to be completely honest, just because of like opinions like that, I think this could be a draw for people to buy Apple TV Plus because Jon Stewart is coming back to do a daily show type thing. I think I think this might be a seller. 
yeah. at least for like a few months or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but any other thoughts on this? No, that sounds better. All right, we'll move right, over. It's a good idea. I feel like I really enjoy news shows, satirical news shows, uh, instead of just like plain mainstream media. Kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. um, in which I don't really will want to admit that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that seems like such a young generation thing to say. Yeah. Like, oh, the news is so boring. We need to spice it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will talk about HBO Max. HBO Max, they have said that they have hit 28.7 million subscribers in Q3. I am not surprised. HBO Max is really good. It comes with a caveat because they didn't say how many of those HBO Max subscriptions are because they're I'm, they're bundling in the people that already have HBO the because channel. you get no, no no the streaming HBO now and stuff like that oh that, oh, oh that if you have all that you get HBO Max for free oh okay so this number could be inflated but I'm still impressive still impressive yeah it's still really good but because you know. it's one of those things that. We don't even know how many of those people are actually engaged in watching HBO Max because they, they could have just have it in their bundle. Yeah, they might just have HBO and they're like, okay, I got HBO, but I'm not really watching anything, you know? And yeah. they're just paying for HBO. Also, you can't get HBO Max on Roku. So anybody that has, has uh, that wants to watch HBO Max and they only have Roku items for streaming their stuff. They're going to be like, oh, I guess it's still not out yet, possibly. So I guess I'll keep waiting, even though they're already paying for like HBO to watch on their phone or whatever. You know. What are uh, Roku items? Are they? They're they're like the Amazon Fire Sticks. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the they're just a uh, a device to put multiple streaming uh, apps on for you to watch it easily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I think it's a good thing. I expect HBO Max to grow. Hopefully, grow. Now they did say that they could have done a little better on the original programming at launch, and I'm like, yes, you could have, because <laughs> I don't think they had that many things that were interesting that caught a lot of people's eye. Uh, they I did mean, have the rebirth of Looney Tunes that caught my eye. Um, I was mostly just like rewatching like older movies. Yeah. Or things that they had on there from, like, other HBOs. Like, I was watching this horror show from HBO Asia, and I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't even know that they had, like, a separate, like, uh, HBO for, like, a different region of the world. But... Oh, yeah. That, I guess it just makes they, sense. They, they gotta cater to their market, so, yeah. Uh, it's always interesting when you not like Cartoon Network from like uh, Mexico versus Cartoon Network United States. They got different shows and stuff like that. Mm. Even though some of those shows should be localized, but no, nah, whatever Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, there will also be a 
advertising supported version of HBO uh, Max that they are working on to come out around sometime in 2021, they said. And that's going to be basically like Pluto. It seems like that they're going to have a Pluto type version where it's going to be free content that rotates in and out like movies and shows and things. Uh, But it will have advertising as commercials and things like that. So it'll be advertised support for free content. And I think that could also boost the amount of people that actually subscribe to the service and watch it. But what would be the point in subscribing to HBO Max if they come out? Well, they're not going to put not going to put new stuff on there. I know. So you're not going to get like whenever, say, uh, Zack Snyder's um, Justice League. They're not going to put that on there until like three to four years later. You're going to they're going to be like, you got to subscribe for that type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe like the new movies. They're not going to put no new movies, no new TV shows on there. They're going to put, you know, like real older stuff. <laughs> yeah. OK. I know there was a lot of other things that I was watching on HBO Max because like they they have good stuff. I've mostly been watching just like older things, like older movies. Um, like mm-hmm. there was this like a mobster movie. I watched. I forgot what it was called. Good, good fellas, good fellas. That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. So yeah, stuff like that. It's like they they have a lot of good like older movies that I haven't seen before. Yeah, uh, HBO has a lot of stuff they can show because they're they're owned by well they're a part of Warner Media and Warner Media owns like a ton of stuff. Um, but... The only thing that disappoints me is um. TCM. I wish that they had more movies on the TCM section of HBO Max. Because I like to watch, like, vintage black and white movies. And TCM is, like, usually my go-to for that. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we're gonna move on. And I, Well, before I move on, I, I'm gonna say I don't think this $15 per month is gonna rise anytime soon. Maybe the next five years, then they might raise this fifteen dollars, but that's a pretty high price point already. So I don't, I don't think they're gonna raise that. We're gonna go on to the last news topic: Peacock. Peacock hits nearly twenty-two million users in Q3. So the only thing is that it's not clear how many people are paying for Peacock, because Peacock does have a free advertised version of their service, like Pluto TV. Mm-hmm. So. We're not really sure. We it, it's it's understandable that they had a increase in people that subscribe to Peacock because of the pandemic and people have to stay home and whatnot. Yeah. It's just how many people are actually paying for the service. And I guess the advertising is straight up offsetting. Maybe I mean it has to, right? It has to offset what somebody would pay for the actual subscription. So I, mean, I think they're still uh, advertising versus what people are paying for the app or yeah so i'm guessing that yeah yeah the advertising is offsetting that cost so they're still making money either way it's just we don't know how many people per se are actually paying you don't want to lose more money than you're making Yeah, yeah definitely but we just don't know what those numbers are. And I'm pretty sure they're not, never going to tell us how many people are paying for free versus 
or people watching for free with the advertising versus how many people are actually paying for the service. Yeah. I don't I don't think those numbers are ever going to come out. Um but let's see. And also Peacock is owned by uh, NBC Universal and NBC Universal did make a deal with AMC that after 17 days of a movie being released in theaters that they can put it on their platform for streaming. So that is another big plus for why you might want to subscribe to Peacock. Yeah. So you can get those new movies 17 days after. You don't even have to go to the movies, basically. You just wait 17 days and then you get the actual movie on Peacock. I think that's a a hurtful deal for the theater industry, but a great business move for NBC Universal streaming service. I think so, too. I mean, I I don't know. Like, the direction that we're sort of going in, do we really need to go to the movie theater anymore? Uh, It's an experience. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. It's it's always a fun experience to sit in a movie theater with fans. Driving up there, paying for the tickets, getting the snacks, sitting in the comfy seats that are warming and reclining. (laughs) Well, sometimes they're comfy, depending on what movie theater you go to. Yeah, but it just depends on where you go. It's an experience to sit in a theater with other people that actually want to watch this, especially when everybody's actually into the movie. And then, you know, those that large screen that you get to watch the movie on with the surround sound. It's, it's just a it's just a whole experience. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm an introvert, so I'm kind of just like, do I really want to go out? I always love going to the movies. I don't I'm slightly introverted, I guess, but I I always want to go to the movies. It it is a fantastic experience, in my opinion, to be surrounded in this like experience of a movie, and you're just so sucked in because the the screen and the everybody else is sucked in. There's no distractions. distractions. Well, as little as can be distractions, hopefully, in the movie theater. And the, just the sound is all around you and the screen, you're all sucked into the world. It, it's just amazing. Um, it's, it, you just don't get the same experience on watching it at home on your TV. Or your computer. Just, or your computer. Yeah. yeah, it's not the same. But uh, hopefully sometime next year, we'll be able to get back into movie theaters. Uh, well, you can get back into movie theaters now. It's just really there's nothing to watch <laughs> because all the movies got pushed to next year. Yeah, because so. pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. Screwed everything but up. That's just the way that evolution goes. There's yep. nothing we can really do about it besides just trying to stay safe, yep. trying to survive. And hopefully we can go back to the movies before the movie the movie theater industry tanks mm. and just they, they close everything. And I'll be like, damn it. But, I mean, Don't even if that. it tanks and they close everything, do you think that there's a chance that they'd reopen? In the future, uh, and possibly if there's a reason to, but they, but they might just go out of business like Blockbuster. There's only one Blockbuster left in the world, I think. Mm-hmm. So I really don't want them to go the way of Blockbuster because it's going to be like an AMC theater in California only. Yeah. And then I'm like, damn, I got to travel all the way out there just to watch a movie on the big screen. I don't want that to happen. That's what I, I do miss the nostalgia of like walking into a blockbuster, perusing all of the films. Yeah, but streaming service put that out of business, and hopefully they don't put 
movie the, theaters out of business. Redbox. Yeah. Well, Redbox. Uh, I mean, like, I don't use Redbox anymore. Um, sort of forgot that it even existed for a That's moment the- there. But, yeah. but I remember that that used to be a big thing after uh, Blockbuster was no more. Yep. So you got your DVDs and things. But yeah, streaming service pretty much ended Blockbuster. So hopefully it doesn't end the movie theater chain or the movie theater, you know, business, even though it's slowly pushing movie theaters to die off. And this pandemic is just, you know, accelerating that, in my opinion, especially with the deal that NBC Universal was able to make with AMC. Oof, it's gonna it's gonna be tough, but hopefully uh, what we can get. That movie that just came out like a month ago, um, the Reverend. It it just came out like last month, and that was uh, when it was advertised that oh, it's available in theaters. I don't know. I guess it just depends on like what movie is worth going outside and interacting with other people. In order to watch. You're talking about Tenet? Yeah, the Tenet. Yeah, Tenet. But they wanted that movie to come out. Like, the director was pushing for that movie to come out of theaters. So. I actually wonder how well that movie did. It didn't do that well. Say that now. Okay. Because nobody went to the movie theaters. Now, I watched it with a a drive-in. Available in theaters. Yeah, but it was only available in theaters. And there were not that many people going to theaters. So they tried to push, they tried to push the movie to reopen for the theaters. It just didn't work. Okay, IMDb says that the movie got a seven point eight. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. It has to make money though. Uh, you got to look at the box office compared to how much was spent making the movie. Oh wow, Robert Patterson is in it. Yeah, it's a good movie. I recommend y'all watch it. It's just it didn't do as well as it needed to do. Because there was nobody going to the box office. Oh, nobody was going to the movie theaters. And that's the only place you could watch it. You couldn't watch it on any streaming platform. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah Hopefully next know. year we can get out to movie theaters in bulk and mass to support them again. But uh, as of right now, I do not recommend doing that. Uh, I think theaters it's are just, only at... not safe. I think theaters are only at 50% capacity. So... Be cautious if you do go. Uh, but that ends all of our news for streaming service for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Swimming in the Stream. And if you want to get into contact with us or leave us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at SitsPodcast and Gmail at SwimmingInTheStream at gmail.com. You can now find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Please like, share, and subscribe. If you can leave us a review, please do. It would help us out. You can now support us on Patreon at Sits Podcast.